Anyway. Anyway. Going back to the billionaires. What do you got for Adam? What do you got? Right. I know you're you're itching. What do you want to talk about with regard oh. to these guys and their their projects? Got a few things, but okay. we are active on Twitter, folks, as you may or may not know. So for us, it's impossible to ignore this recent launch of Mark Zuckerberg's new app, Threads, and Elon Musk's meltdown response to it. Now, um, I think this is a great opportunity to discuss a related topic, which I want to give, and that is the value of your data, even the immaturity we are witnessing by the wealthiest among us. Um, but first, I want to make sure that our listeners are caught up to speed on all of the recent noise, namely the confrontation between Musk, the richest person on this planet, and Zuck, the seventh richest person on this planet. I can't believe seen- he's all the way out seven. I can't believe he felt the seven. That's really got it. That that's probably why he started jujitsu is is to get out all that anger from having dropped as like the number one guy of the millennium oh he's just picturing uh, the people the the six the five the four and all those people that's who he's going head to head with that's what he's envisioning now i know how he won the tournament he's just taking heads taking names taking heads he's like one through six i kill you number two i don't even know who number i don't even know two through four are i assume yeah go on it'll be in our episode description if you guys want to check it out i have a link and it's actually a cool i mean as cool as it could be but it's a live ticker of who the richest person is i often wanted to know Maybe what other what the other flip side of that would be, but that's interesting. Um, I think it's more interesting to see a live ticker of the ten poorest people in the world. Well, I was just going to say the poorest people, but then I, as I was saying it, I was like, I mean, I, I'd rather not name them. I'd actually rather maybe say communities or no. Or I something. think that's fantastic. Actually, I think that that's exactly or give like them notoriety. The give them notoriety. Yeah, maybe, like, maybe, these people- maybe are the ten poorest people on the planet, and everyone should know their name, and that way. I mean, that's the thing that's amazing about it. That as soon as someone gets a reality TV deal, they immediately skyrocket to, you know, top 7,000, most likely. It's fair. Um, I've said, because every time Forbes or something will come out with a list, I'll usually, you know, respond to their post to say, you know, something along the lines of why are we always celebrating and focusing on the people who don't need it? Um, but I, I, I did wrestle with whether or not naming people and showing their faces would would do more harm than good. But the way that you're kind of positioning it and the way that you're saying it, yeah, putting a name to the face may may actually do a lot of good. I mean, you could ask, of course. It's not going to be mandatory. We don't live in some sort of, you know, sick of It's all public information. Well, it is public information. You could do that, right? I mean. Well, not really. I mean, it's hard to identify someone who is the poorest. The reason we're able to identify the richest is because they have so much uh, public wealth. And uh, whether it regard to stocks and evaluations of their companies, things of that nature, because their companies are public, it would be very difficult to estimate who the 10 poorest people in the in the cut in the world are. But what would be very intriguing is to have people volunteer to submit to being one of the least um, successes, really the absolute wrong way to to frame this. It really is just about being you know so hard done by that you end up being one of the poorest people on the planet it's it's worth this it's worth an interesting look i think it's worth a look i if we were uh, i mean reality tv producers i think we might have something on this i don't know if registering to volunteer for this is on their their list of priorities um no you gotta do outreach you never know you go you do some outreach and uh you never know i'm just saying you never know you know it'll be it, it will be an interesting human experiment uh uh 
of the of probably the worst kind, but but maybe eye opening all the same. You never know. I yeah, I wish yeah. I were a reality TV producer just for this one moment. And then throw uh, them throw them in a ring with Zuckerberg and see what happens. Well, you gotta train them up. Yeah, no, of course you have to train them. And you know, to be fair, if we are gonna do this Night's Tale style, at least one of them should have Paul Bettany announce them and throw them in. I like it. All right. So we were talking about the confrontation, Musk and Zuckerberg, uh, and so from proposed MMA cage match that Antoine has already mentioned to a string of tweets by Elon, including a proposal to, and I quote, a literal dick measuring contest, unquote, and a tweet stating, and I quote, Zuck is a cuck. And these are the billionaire's words, folks. They're not mine, so... Take it for what it is. Uh, a tweet showing Twitter's bird logo eating the Threads logo that's made to look like a worm. And uh, Elon referring to the Threads logo as a tapeworm. So Zuckerberg tweeted for the first time in a decade to announce Threads' launch with the Spider-Man meme app, or the Spider-Man meme, which is often used to poke fun at two very similar things since Threads is considered a copycat of Twitter. And even Jack Dorsey chimed in on Twitter and sided with Musk by critiquing the new Twitter com competitor's algorithm-only feed, which I actually recently heard may have already changed, so it may be more chronological now. Um, so Musk is now threatening to take the fight from the court of public opinion to an actual court in a letter from Alex Spiro, an attorney representing Twitter, to Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg, Musk is accusing Meta of misusing Twitter's, a quote, trade secrets and other intellectual property. Musk even accused Meta of hiring dozens of former Twitter employees to create a copycat app. But a Meta spokesperson wrote on threads, and I quote, no one on the threads engineering team is a former Twitter employee. That is just not a thing. So while Threads does look like Twitter, there are apparently differences, including how the timeline is displayed. But like I mentioned, that might have already changed. And you can't use hashtags, um, which seems odd. And so I can just imagine that that's all going to change in a matter of time. And then it'll be exactly like Twitter. Now, Twitter before you go on, I just wanted to say that that is an interesting choice of words to say that not one member of the development team of Threads was a former employee of Twitter. Does it mean that they may have not have been a freelancer? It just means that they may not have been full time because I it's, it also it's, mentioned engineering team, which, oh, okay. you know, anyone that works in a corporation knows that there are multiple teams here and usually large scale projects are cross functional. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's like, come on, seriously. Like, how do you how do you innovate on something? How do you come up with you can't you can't just pull this out of your buttocks. Let's just put it that way. There has to be some crossover. There has to be somebody who was a former Twitter person with high level information as to how Twitter works in order to not, first of all, if you're going to reinvent the wheel, what you're going to do is you're going to first, the first thing you're going to do is create the wheel, right? That That's what happens. If you're going to restart the wheel, you're going to do the wheel. So the fact that this is not Twitter 2. Point, like not even 2.0, it's just Twitter, the sequel that's not really a sequel, you know, one of those sequels where they've kind of cashed it in and they're the actors are just getting paid to go through the motions that are actually there to make like interesting new material, that kind of sequel where you're just watching the same movie over, you know, I mean, Home again. Alone 2, Home Alone 2. No, Home Alone, two, Home Alone 2 is a great movie. It's a great movie. Yeah, no, you it's had a great Donald movie, but it is the same formula. 
No, but I was well. I was thinking more of uh, what was the uh, the newest, uh, not the newest, but of the new sequels of Star Wars. You had a New Hope, right? Episode four, and then the what is it? Force Awakens. I mean, that's the same movie, right? A New Hope and Force Awakens is the same movie. So it's, it's more of those lines. All I'm saying is to not recreate the wheel and to create something wholly onto your on like you know something that is your own, your own thread, for instance, is uh, lets me know that they have some help. That's all I'm doing. I'm just going to put that out there. Let's not pretend. Like that isn't a thing, but it's a, it's good choice of words. I like the way that they're playing this out. You know, let's 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 watch the billionaires eat each other. Oh yeah, it'd be entertaining for sure. Um, so now that Twitter's perception as Earth's digital town square has into question since Elon Musk has taken over from Jack Dorsey, um, let's get into a few other details. The fact of the matter is, is that there's no other platform that has the option of Twitter. Yet, Threads is off to a pretty solid start. 30 million users within 24 hours, and now it's up to 100 million users in five days. Twitter has around 200 million users, so still double. Uh, and I can say that most of the big names I'm seeing on Twitter are announcing that they're creating accounts on Threads. For a rate of growth comparison... Threads has taken five days to reach 100 million users. ChatGBT took two months. TikTok took nine months. And Instagram itself took two and a half years. So Threads is doing this pretty fast. Um, for those of you who may not know, Threads is an all-text microblogging app, very similar to Twitter, as we're saying. And it was launched by Instagram, which is a photo app. And it is owned by Facebook and WhatsApp parent company Meta, right? So that's the connection if you guys aren't aware. Now, this is significant, especially in the rate of growth department, because Instagram has more than a billion users with a B, billion, and Threads is linked to Instagram. So it has the potential to eclipse Twitter. Twitter's got 200 million. This is now feeding off of a source of a billion users. But just be aware, if you do have an Instagram account, you cannot delete your Threads account without deleting your Instagram account. So FYI for you guys. Yeah, they got whoa, you there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's, a, you, that's like a little bit of a, that's, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a kidney punch. Uh, you got you to gotta kind of, you got to explain that a little bit. So first of all, I knew that people are upset because they feel that, and this is the thing, I don't know if it's right or wrong, but they feel that because you have an Instagram account, you kind of automatically have a Threads account. I don't know. If, I think you still have to activate it. You have or, to activate you know, it, it. But yes, they'll port, but it over, port over all your data. Right. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. But because it's based, it's like a shadow. It's a shadow account. It's like yes, you have to check all the boxes to say I will bring this online. But it is basically the your Threads account as an Instagram account owner is just dormant. It's just sitting waiting to be activated. But it it's like it technically. Oh, in the back end. I mean, yeah. maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. I actually don't know if it's just like in the back end. It's. It's all there, but it's just not public yet. But I mean that that's so that's so dirty. That would then. make sense. So let's say if that is true, but that is so dirty then to say that once you've turned it on, right? So the so the thing is, you could not turn it on. You could say I'm never going to activate this Threads account. It will always sit dormant. I'm an Instagram user only. I don't want anything to do with Threads. But the minute I turn this on and import all my data, because it's the first thing it asks you to do, these are. Intrinsic, they're they're just linked. They're they they one cannot live without the other. This is a yin yang scenario. You cannot it is go a, back. No, it's a ploy. I mean, in my opinion, it is a ploy to keep their numbers up. Yeah, to keep the numbers high for the advertising. I think exactly. That as time goes on, that may be removed. 
because they may not need it at it at some point. They may just release it as like a patch or an enhancement. I don't know. And maybe I, I don't know. I mean, maybe they'll keep it because they are doing it. It's this weird thing where in, it's it's threads by Instagram, right? Instagram launched this. It's a sub company or a department within that company. Right. Um, it's not it's not a sister company within Meta. It's definitely part of Instagram. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. Um, like I could see it being like they're looking at as a feature in a sense, like a chat functionality, like 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 Facebook has a chat functionality and you can't really turn it off. I don't know how they're trying to play this. I know that, we, you know, when a, in reality, it's to make sure that when people come over, they're not deactivating so that they keep their numbers up and they get those um, that growth rate up. Right. And which is a phenomenal growth rate. Right, because so I mean, so what you're I, saying I is you're positioning it to say that they could have done it as a feature. It could have just been Instagram, like you're saying. It, it it didn't have to be its own company. This is for the splash. This is to this is to really rub it in the face of Elon Musk to say this is the rival. It's not Instagram with added functionality. It's its own thing because we want to go toe to toe with what you call Twitter. We want to literally bury you, so we're gonna we're gonna replace you. And so it, yeah, it, that's the yeah. Anyway. That's that is what, I'm just that is to put that out there. That's what they, that's what they're doing, right? Yeah, they want a like for like, right? But they didn't have to do it this way. They didn't have to conver- go this way. It's like probably like a one click conversion over from Instagram, which is a billion people. I mean, if the man, like Twitter, honestly, I don't want to say they don't stand a chance, but they're they they should be nervous. Um, I know that Facebook and Meta now have. A history of launching things and deactivating them that don't work and that's fine to fail quickly in the tech industry um but i this this looks like it has links i don't think it's going to go anywhere so we'll see what happens again to stoke the conspiracy theory here are you, it's so wild that you're telling me that there isn't a person who was fired quickly in that you know that big huffle buffle when uh elon came in it was like i don't care about you people you're extraneous uh, we can run this oh, the, algorithm. The, the the no the the like, it, 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 it's like extreme. You have to like, quote. Sign, you have to like sign. Like you have to work. Paper. It's gonna, you're gonna yeah. work hard. It's gonna be work. hardcore. Yeah, hardcore. Or whatever. And it, yeah, yeah. And if you don't agree with it, you could leave. You're telling me there aren't people who left as like really really angry at that having been kicked out in that way that didn't just move over. To this new oh, device sure here. I mean, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, it's there's got to be. It's not just a rivalry between Elon and and Zuck. There have to be. There has to be some people that have gotten so royally screwed that are loving the fact that they are able to eat their baby and, and destroy. Like, yeah, to destroy it from with without. I guess because I'm sure Meta at this point. I'm sure Meta was consulted by their legal department on exactly how to do this. I mean, stealing IP or copying IP. That's a big concern in tech, I imagine. Um, is it'll go all the way back to to Bill Gates and and Apple? Didn't Bill Gates work for them and kind of take some stuff with them and and start Microsoft? Is that a thing or no? I, I think reason I felt like it was the all. other way around. I thought it was the other way around. I no, I don't it. think it's the other way around. No, well, Apple was around before Microsoft. But anyway, it doesn't matter. But uh, it's always a thing, right? Non-competes, IP, what you make belongs to the company, all that kind of stuff. So it's it's not unheard of, and I'm sure that they thought about it. It would be really odd if 
if Zuckerberg just got caught blindsided by this. I was like, I can't believe they're suing us for taking all their stuff. I didn't realize that would be an issue. Like they, they must have thought about this. So I am sure they have covered their tracks for whatever they did. Um, anyway, so now that we're kind of into this, it is worth noting that Threads is in over 100 countries, but has not launched in Europe because of data privacy laws. One specifically called the Digital Markets Act that explicitly bans firms like Meta from combining data across its platforms. So in the case of Zuckerberg, it would be WhatsApp, Facebook, Instagram, and Threads, because it's all part of Meta. And he's kind of porting stuff over from Instagram to Threads, and the UK is like, or, or Europe is like, no, 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 you can't do that here. Um, so since they're all since they're all linked in that way, it was an immediate no. So I'd be very, it's going to be interesting to see how that works in Europe. Uh, just for the audience, um, if you're not aware, Meta wants to aggregate this trove of personal data for a reason, because it can use it to data to advertisers to sell ads, and they make a ton of money doing that, right? And I just I don't want to assume that everyone kind of knows that. So, for instance, Facebook generated 114 billion dollars in ad revenue last year. That's just Facebook. And Instagram generated $43 billion in ad revenue, right? And they had all these other companies. And when you take a step back and you look at the portfolios of some of these guys, you'll see obscene wealth, which I think we kind of already know. But Zuckerberg has Meta. He's got real estate. He's got large tracts of land. Musk has several companies that we've covered on this pod. Go check out the episode, including the boring company, SpaceX, Tesla, Twitter, Neuralink, and a few others. And since the beginning of this year alone, 2023, year to date, Zuckerberg's fortune has jumped from 44 billion to 103 billion, more than doubled. We're halfway through the year. And Musk has climbed from 147 billion to 246 billion. This is, these are massive amounts of money. I mean, for anyone who doesn't understand billion to a million to a thousand to a hundred scale, go. Google or go onto YouTube and look at the rice thing. <laughs> uh, it's the rice video that deals with wealth. I tell people all the time because you think you know, you think you know, and you don't know how much billions of dollars really are. I think you need to link it. You need to link it in the episode. That's fair. That's fair. I'll do that. Um, so yeah, check out the episode description on YouTube and it'll be in the sources. Now, this brings us to all of that wealth being extracted from your personal data. And we see a dime for any of that. We just get to log in for free, chat, post some selfies, no big deal. But all that money is being made off of your personal data. And so many companies are using your data. It's not even just these two. And so have you ever heard of, and I'm sorry, I've never actually heard his name pronounced out loud, Jaron Lanier? Yes. He's the uh, father of, um, oh my God, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm forgetting his name. The dude you is know. huge in the in the tech world because he's like a founding principal of basically. I want to say AI, but that, that might not be right. It's virtual reality. Virtual reality. That's it. That's yeah. what they care. Yes, he's yeah. part of virtual reality. But he's also huge. like a philosopher. He's like a techno. What do they call? Oh like yeah, techno he's... philosopher kind of thing. He Futurist. talks a lot of speech. Yes, futurist does a lot of speaking engagements with regard to. Uh, the future of tech and where it may go and a lot of the dangers. And I think he's spoken out against AI or at least uh, on the topic to warn about it and various uh, different things. But anyway, yeah, what's up? What's, what's, what's Jared up to right now? So as Antoine mentioned, 
Dude's a computer guy from Silicon Valley, big in early virtual reality, worked at Atari, Microsoft, taught at a bunch of universities like Columbia, UPenn, NYU, and a bunch of others. And he's even, this was an interesting fun fact, he was even behind the advertising scenes in Minority Report when Tom Cruise is walking down and he's seeing all the ads that are bombarding him in this really like relatable dystopian future. That was him. He wrote those scenes. So really, really interesting dude. Um, he actually did an opinion series for the New York Times in 2019, so a few years old, but I think it's just as relevant as ever because we still haven't come anywhere close to realizing what he's talking about. So it's actually a quick three-part series. Uh, they're about five minutes each. I think it's actually one's five minutes, the others are four minutes, so definitely watchable. I'll post them in the uh, source list in the episode description on YouTube, so definitely go check those out. Um, and it's all about your data, how it's being used to, in essence, trick you into engaging, how companies are profiting off of it, how it's impacting our well-being, and how we are being robbed of personal financial gain. So really interesting stuff. And basically, he's saying that in 2001, we made a huge mistake. We thought everyone should get everything for free, and it should be owned by the people. But we still need our tech heroes to give us our advanced technology. So we combined capitalism and socialism. Socialism, And that yielded the user as the product. Now, how should it have been? Well, we should pay for apps like Antoine constantly likes to remind all of us. Right? We should pay for them. And there also needs to be a free version, similar to like a public library for those of that might not be able to afford it, right? So there's there's that aspect. Right, but that's the, provided by the government, just like a public library. That's exactly mm -hmm. right. Yep, exactly right. Dude, the guy's on point. Like he's talking, and it's like, I've I've agreed with him. I mean, I I I've read a lot of his. I've read a number of his think pieces. I I couldn't remember exactly you know how he got his start, but uh, the guy the guy is uh you know he's he I don't know if I fully trust his motives, but um, but he definitely speaks for the people and is very much like a sounding board against some of the insanity of our, uh, you know, techno overlord uh, type of, um, you know, autocracy or what have you that uh, we currently live in or oligarchy like this tech oligarch uh, from the uh, yeah for the uh, industry. And I also want to say, you know, what's really funny is I, I think he's like a world renowned didgeridoo person. Did you know that? That he's a musician as well yeah. i didn't yes, get, but there's one read... instrument that he is like he's known for the australian very, one yeah, yeah i think it's a very yeah. eccentric instrument and he is like one of the premier world like players of that instrument he is like one of the top in the world for playing that instrument i wanted to say it's a did i could be wrong i will look that up but go on <laughs> i just wanted to put that out there that's how I'm just, <laughs> oh, i just that's... want to put you guys out there how weird this dude he is really a, is he is a weird he's a renaissance yeah yeah all right. Uh, so he, he talked about we need to pay for things and there should be a free option. But really, the big difference that he's proposing is something called data dignity, which states you should have the moral rights to every bit of data that exists because you exist now and forever. Right. That's his quote. Um, and in a dignified data future. When you post a selfie or apply in a thread and that data is used to enhance the algorithm to sell you or others products, you will get paid and continue getting paid a royalty as that system uses your data to function and improve over time, right? So there's that part. Then we need to invent a tracking system 
which shouldn't be that difficult. And this tracking system tracks where data ends up and how people get paid. And we need this to be this new entity that looks out for our user interests, deals with these complicated technologies and processes, and who users trust as the law states, like it has to be governed. So it'd be something very similar as he put it to a labor union. Uh, and he calls this entity entity amid ID amid, and that stands for a mediator of individual data. And there would be several mids, different types uh, for different types of data. They'd have different types of terms and rules. Some you could get into really easily, some not so easily. They'd have different size populations in them. Uh, and they'd have different restrictions. There would be a lot of variety when it comes to these mids, but it would be very routine to join them, like picking an insurance that you qualify for, right? The type of data that you're using would get you into these mids. It's not like you could just get into all of them. And you would get paid. These mids would pay you. And it could be different schemes according to whatever the mid wanted, right? The, they could be micropayments throughout the year, monthly maybe a bulk sum at the end of the year, whatever it came to be. But the point is, is that this would be a stream of income in a way, almost be a pension for people based on their data. And so you might think, well, I don't generate enough data to make any money, um, but you might be wrong. And he was part of a, a paper uh, that was written in the Harvard Business Review. And first you have to think about the ways that your data is captured. You could have your data captured online. You could have your data captured in the devices that you use. You could have your data captured by your car. Your car is a computer. So much of your data is captured digitally and used to generate profit by a company. And according to that article, he's, he, uh, the article is stating that a small family benefit, benefiting from data dignity could make $20,000 a year from the value of their data. And this will become even more critical as AI continues to evolve. This is crazy. So he's basically he's he's creating he's creating basically a modality towards basic income. That that's what this is. He's he's saying that you by existing are are allowing people to profit via a capitalist model and a percentage of that profit which is owed to you. So this is by the way guys, if anyone is saying this is America, this is capitalism, this doesn't work. Alaska does this. Because Alaska provides oil to the rest of the nation, every person who lives in Alaska gets a share of that oil, of the oil profits uh, that basically Alaska export, exports. So it's not like this is crazy socialism, this can't happen, this is capital. This already occurs. This occurs already in the borders of America. We already have a template for, for a model similar to this. So basically, he's saying that we can do basic income, and this is how you would fund it. You would fund it via this tax, because that's what it is, right? It's going to be a tax odd tech companies using you uh in terms of yeah in, in terms of profiting themselves right so that that's essentially what we're talking about here i'm just i i think that's how I'm, that's at least that's how i'm reading it you're, you're i would i mean it's a it could be a tax it's probably more license like you're licensing your data out you're saying you can use my data to make money but i'm getting a cut of it sure how yeah however we want to phrase it sure and honestly, like this will become even more critical as AI continues to evolve. And there will be a time when AI comes for your job in some capacity. It's going to impact what you do. It's just going to continue to be part of society, integrate into our lives. 
But AI needs data to learn. And a dignified data economy is a great solution for us that allows responsible use of AI in the workforce without losing income. Imagine, okay, I'm going to start to do some of my work or all of it or automate it entirely, but it needs my data. It needs my teaching in a I need to mentor it in a sense. Well, I'm going to get paid for that. And I'm going to continue to get paid for that as AI continues to perform more complicated and, and, uh, and, and broader tasks. So I encourage everyone to check those three to five, uh, those three, five minute videos. As I said, they're going to be in our source, um, list in our episode description. And, uh, if you do check out threads, let me know, because I'm curious to see what everyone thinks, but I thought it was, I thought it's a wildly the, provocative idea. I just don't fair. It's here's the problem. We we do live in a capitalist society. I don't know what legislation you're going to push forward that is going to take the technocrats out of like it's going to get the the uh you know it's not going to get Google. It's going to get Facebook. It's going to get um Apple to give you a percentage of these profits as opposed to just funneling it into the CEO's um you know yearly annual bonus that they so right well, you need i mean rightly, you're saying they, they covet i mean it's it, it's like i don't know how you how do you push something like this through i'm just saying it, 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 i mean it's got to be a regulation it's got to be a yeah, law and it's never going to happen because again you the the tech guys are funneling money to the politicians and the politicians are doing what is best for the tech guys and what is not best for the tech guys is some sort of egalitarian push towards uh, basically siphoning off percentages of the ultimate profitability uh, of the products and the companies that they run how on earth can you possibly get that through in a in that kind of society in that kind of situation how on earth could you how do you see a path forward to get that implemented as 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 some sort of fa- like fairness doctrine, because I mean, there's going to be so much marketing against it. Hey, look, I mean, look, I love you, listeners. I I wonder. I, if I it's really do, and I want to believe wonder, you'd vote. I wonder for this, but if it'll. I, I wonder if most people I won't. I don't I think they won't you. understand I, it. I agree with you in that it seems not far fetched because it. I mean, I want more intelligent people that are that are in this discipline to debate the issue, and to inform the rest of us. But it sounds good. And I, I don't think necessarily that it wouldn't work. I Until think that, they tell you you have but, to now pay to but, use the apps, which but, you lost it. You lo- I we, we, we engaged in this. I said you have to pay no, the apps. But, but and I, everyone was I, like, I, I want yeah, them if, for free. If people, if people start, yeah, but if it's a part of a program that you're going to get like tens of thousands of dollars, I think it's fine. For your dollars, your, your $5 for the app. like You, you assume this. You assume but, those, those will be the cost, but the cost can be but, much higher. The cost can be much, think, much higher. But what I'm thinking is that Usually it takes a, the brink. I don't know what the brink will be in every situation, but usually it's some type of precipice that we are at that forces people to act. And AI might be that pressure. I don't, I don't believe that ever happens. I, it just doesn't. It's just not the way. Because, well, if, there, because if AI goes, like if, AI, if AI continues to be part of automation and it does start to replace people in mass, people with, I don't know, part of large unions or whatever it might be that, that, they can't help them there might be something to it maybe there might be enough pressure there i'm just saying it's not like you know the um switchboard operators got a got some sort of extra payment by being replaced by you know technology yeah, but it's but but ai is but ai is going to in 
expect in a way. Yeah, every, it's just going to be more people out of not, work, and then being told it's your fault. It's not for just being for phone work. people. It it's not just for it's not just for bricklayers, lab technicians, or people sitting at office desks. Like I can't think of anything that AI couldn't touch. It's going to touch everything, and it, it's not going to matter because the marketing and the mythology of if you're if you're down and out, it's your fault. It's so ingrained in the American mindset. I here's the thing: can I see something like this happening possibly in Europe if things got bad enough? Because you know, it's again, it's a different culture. It's just a cultural thing. I just, I'm, I don't believe Americans could ever be truly pushed to a brink, especially modern Americans. I can't see how how it could happen because there is so much love for the captains, the titans of industry. One, there's so much brand loyalty to whether I have an iPhone or or I'm an Android user, Samsung, what have you. Uh, I love Google Chrome. I love Bing. I love this. I just can't see how those guys, with all their power, all their marketing, and all their leverage on our politicians, for the average American to get out there, even if they have lost their job, because again, it's shame. You you lost your job. That's you. You you sucked. You didn't you didn't skill properly. You chose the bad major. You didn't do what you need to do. Politicians are going to tell you that. Television is going to tell you that. The captains of industry are going to tell you that. Everyone is going to tell you that that it's your fault and it's 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 something you did. You're the you're the weak link. You it's it's a. a and as a result, there's nothing coming to you. That's all I'm saying. I would be shocked to see if there's actually some sort of, you know, visible malcontent with re- with regard to saying, you know, this isn't my fault. I got screwed. They replaced me with a robot that learned from me. They they studied me. They looked at my work. They looked at my work. My colleagues' work. They. I mean, it's interesting right now because Sarah Silverman, she's she's. I was just going to say that. Yeah, she's got the lawsuit stuff up. You out there around people... copyright. I mean, th- it could come it, about it could, where. But, but again, it's get most people are going to come out and be like these selfish, rich, you know, Hollywood people. There they are. There they are again. Try to try to get a cut of the well, pie. I mean, it needs that they need it to be applicable to them. I I wish that there that's was the human. Tipping... That's the human story. No one cares until it's them. Yeah, I wish there's a tipping point and. Uh, the fact that Walmart and Amazon could come in and drive out every mom and pop store out of most small towns and most rural communities, and you haven't had a massive backlash against that, you people just you just, I just feel like it's, it's like a wave. It just it hits you but so that's hard. Not, but that's so not. Ma- but, but don't they re? But they they hire like that's the thing. It's and like that's what not, will happen here exactly. But AI yeah. doesn't. But AI replaces. It, it, it does. It displaces. It does. Yeah, it, right? it displaces, and then you end up doing some sort of medial labor and something that AI has not gotten around to, or is just not. I mean, the worth. unemployment rates are going to skyrocket. It, it's it, happened it, before. It's happened before. Yeah, but something's got to give. Except, except there's no rebound from AI. AI only continues to grow, so you'll never have that rebound unless a whole new industry that AI can't participate in is is somehow coming about. So these people need an income. I, I just so. think I hope it's so. an interesting solution. I. Usually, I, what government says is, I "Wow, we got a lot of we got surplus labor and people that, that don't have a lot of things to do. They're getting really angry. Let's just send them off to war. <laughs> let's 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 reduce these numbers a little bit so we can quell, move yeah. on, move on with our lives." Too cynical. Sorry, listener. Too cynical. I I hope it's not like that. I hope that something changes. I just I'm not sure it can. But it's, uh, but it's good that people are sounding the alarm. I love that. And I love that there's literature out there that you could reference. 
And uh, and I hope more people keep talking about it, and then people don't internalize uh, AI replacing them as some sort of uh, internal failure uh, on their part, and and really for what it is, which is somebody uh, basically commodifying you. They've used you as a product until you're no longer usable, and thrown you away. And uh, but that's so the thing too. Someone should pay is for that. Before AI is only as good as its source material. It's not thinking for itself and you know in the way that you may imagine it where it's totally self-aware it, it is drawing from everything that humans have created so humans at least as of now are still needed to create new for ai then to absorb and you know crunch in, in incredibly complex ways so we are still needed so we re we really do want to take care of one another but I, I totally understand what you're saying and you know to your point this series was from 2019. Nothing's happened with this since, except AI actually just getting more powerful. But right. we haven't seen anything around it. Yeah. Now, once it becomes more broadly used, I mean, now there's a big craze for businesses and people to figure out how to wield this new tool. Um, I think it needs to mature a little bit and settle and become more of a norm and more routine. Uh, we, we, you know, we might see something, but you know, who knows that is it something to explore something to demand from your politicians to say what about this route there's 146 billion dollars being made by someone who's making 40 billion previously in the beginning of this year and then what uh, uh and musk went to 256 billion these are absurd numbers and these aren't just two people there's so many other people out there that are making tons of money off of your data and you're not seeing anything. We haven't seen minimum wage rise in over 20 years, I think, right? Something like That's that. That's correct. Yeah, something absurd. Especially not and, to and inflation. It, not to inflation have, levels. Yeah. And it's not just two billionaires. You have all these people, all these companies making all this money. And it's not a bad thing, but it is bad if it's not proportional to the rest of the country. You can't have 1% hoarding all this wealth. I and mean, we got to have some protections. And it's not even like they're just creating everything from themselves. It's our data. We are not valuing our data. Data is somewhat relatively new to the human race. We don't really understand it and its value, or I should say a lot of most of us don't understand its value. The people at the top understand its value. Yeah. Its value is in the trillions. Yes, exactly. We're right. just we're just not given that playbook. That's not part of our school. K through 12 is not teaching you how important your data is. You know, I mean, I want to put this out there. You know, it's it's not just that when I want to, I the reason I'm talking about, you know, I'm really trying to get down to this this bare bones guttural. American philosophy about value in terms of it's it, it, we're so conditioned that your value is what you your job is your value is what you bring to the table to for an employer or if you are the employer the way in which you're employing people that's what's gaining your value you're a contributor you're a captain of industry you know that that's that these are intrinsic values to capitalism you know what is it intrinsic to capitalism a mother that stays at home raising two kids that eventually go off to be captains of industry or two kids who would end up being, um, I, I don't know, Bill Gates, Steve Jobs. I don't know. Just people who are changing the face of the country. Nobody cares about anybody like that. You know, the, the, the fact that those people are devalued is where this is ultimately going to stem from. I mean, maybe this feels like a stretch by me just blurting it out and saying it right now on air. But if you really think about it, if you want to think about our ethos, you want to think about our philosophy as a culture, the fact that we do not value people's uh, basically participation within our economy who are not 
who are not basically like capital driven, like they're not bringing home a paycheck day to day. And therefore we just dismiss them as just, you know, silent shadow workers that are just not, we're not counting. We don't count them. We don't count them as part of the workforce. We don't count stay at home moms, stay at home dads as part of the workforce because we don't believe that they're the, what they're sacrificing and giving up to basically raise children is a value. The only thing that is of value is when those children come of age and become taxpayers. And then now we are getting, we're basically, we, we accept the fruits of that labor. We accept it when we can get taxation off of them or if they're creating businesses, that's when we create that. That's when we, we see the value. That's why I'm saying that this is going to be such a difficult psychological leap for most Americans just to, to start thinking of this. You, Yeah, go on. It's a really good, it's a really good point. No, because our, the way that, and listen, we're doing the best we can, right? There's yeah, no we're doing the best like we can. I'm just trying to, I'm trying Human, to put it out humans are doing the best they can, and the economy yeah. that's come up to date is that for you to accumulate value in in terms of currency, because that's really what value is for us, right? You got to save up some money. You need to engage in business. Business is the only generator of value for us. But what if you're a stay-at-home mom and you're doing really good and necessary work? We can't have a society without kids. Exactly. The government isn't paying moms. That's I mean, right. that's an interesting thing, right? There's so much other value that just is apart from business that we just make people struggle with instead of fostering it, nurturing it. And man, who knows what we would see? So there you go. There you go. You see, you see, you, you're picking up what I'm putting down. That's, that's what I'm getting at. I'm saying that we already have it. We have so much value that is that is just not acknowledged. And I just think it's going to be wild to get to this esoteric valuation of every of human capital where by existing you are contributing because i don't know man if you i mean if you were to if you were to if someone if the if man if a candidate was savvy enough to say hey fill out this form or fill out this survey and it's about your data uses i drive this model car that collects my data when i go from point a to point b it knows my gas it knows like what i put in it it knows my tune-ups it knows my my, what I'm putting in the GPS, like whatever the car computer is collecting. I use this device. I use that device. If you could fill this out and then it could calculate to say you would get $50,000 a year coming off of skimming off of billions of dollars. So I'm sorry, the CEO of the company wouldn't make a hundred billion dollars this year. They'd, they'd make, they'd make $90 billion this year. I mean, if someone was to propose it like that, I wonder I wonder what kind of pushback there would be. I don't wonder. You, I know exactly really? what kind of pushback there would be. No one's they, ever done that. They would find that they would be uninvited to uh, to to a, to do a debate. They would oh, find the donor. Yeah, they would yeah, find yeah, themselves yeah. having a very hard time uh, getting on um, certain uh, ballot boxes and getting into primaries for certain parties. I know exactly what happened. They would they would they would figure out that despite the fact that they have all this this push behind them. Uh, getting on the televised debate stage, they uh, yeah, they would find it incredibly difficult, and they would find themselves absent from it. I, and then they would be talking from uh, they basically be tweeting while debates are going on, talking, complaining about how they should be there and how all these numbers and everything got expunged from their uh, roll calls in in various counties. That's exactly how that would play out. Good luck. I'm just saying, good luck on that. I don't want to be fatalistic. I just think that. In order to succeed, we have to understand what the playbook is and how it is going to be played against you. That's exactly how that would go. A candidate who's out there trying to make that that statement is a candidate who's going to have a very hard time 
getting anyone to cover their uh cover their can cover their candidacy. And the reason again, the problem with that, the reason for this is because most media outlets are owned by billionaires who have vested yeah. interests in not promoting such an ideology. Yeah, you're gonna have a hard time out there. That's exactly how it's gonna go. So you have to know that. <sighs> well, there you go, folks. At least if you listen to this pod, you have a little bit of knowledge in this area. Push it forward. Tell a friend. <laughs> Push it forward. This pod is about we're we're complaining because we're retracting and we're trying to create discourse. I have something. I have something uh, in light of this. It probably it's probably quick. It's a good thing to end the show. No, let's it, do it. Let's do okay, it. Okay. Okay. Uh, good article came out on um, Fortune. It's called Mark Zuckerberg is replacing the metaverse with his Twitter killer threads in a new dream, the Fediverse. I was I was what I was waiting for you to mention the Fediverse. You didn't mention the Fediverse, which is why I'm going to read this right now because it is a key. I, I haven't even heard of the Fediverse. It's a key strategic play to Threads. I was I was like, it's on the back end. That's where I come in, the back end of the tech. What is the Fediverse? Born from the combination of the words Federation and Universe, the Fediverse is a loose alliance of decentralized servers, including from third parties that could share data among each other. So while Threads appears to just be another microblogging site similar to Twitter, its underlying differences as a decentralized platform are significant. Threads, like other social media apps on the Fediverse, will actually be a collection of distinct servers set up by users, similar to the way Twitter founder Jack Dorsey's Twitter copycat Mastodon currently operates. If Is this create- like open source? Is that what this means? It's open source? Is it no, is this no, like open source okay. is different? Open source is okay. different. Open source means that no one really owns the like IP of the software and there's just developers across the world that are contributing to it. That's more open source. This is different. If creators of one server want to make their content available to those on another server, then those servers become federated and can communicate with each other. Threads will be Meta's first foray into open social networking something that was reported on as far back as March. The idea, according to Meta's press release announcing Threads, is to allow people to connect with users on apps other than Threads. Cross-posting has been around for years, but this appears to be a targeted effort by Meta to broaden the aperture of Threads' reach to all manner of social media users by not limiting itself exclusively to individuals already on the platform. So you know what I'm hearing? Yeah. What I'm hearing is I have a PlayStation. You have an Xbox. We can play each other. No, (laughs) that's cross platform. That's cross. That's cross posting. What this is, is I only have an Xbox account and all my Xbox friends, the people who follow me, let's say I'm a streamer. I'm really well. Xbox used to have a, um, they used to have a streaming competitor to Twitch, and I'm forgetting the name of it. Oh my god, I could see the colors and everything. But let's just—it's called it Microsoft's uh, co- competitor to Twitch. Twitch, by the way, is a streaming platform where people play video games or talk, and, and other people follow them and and uh, and you know give them money and, and so off. That, that's a very streamlined version of it. Let's say I'm on Xbox. I'm doing that, and I've got all my friends. I've got 300 friends. They all follow me whenever I get on a game. They're there. They're watching me. They're watching me play. Let's say I get annoyed with Xbox and I say, you know what? I don't like your monetization principles. I don't like the policies that are going on here. Most what would happen, or at least what happens today, is if I left, I'd have to start all over because 
all my people are locked to Xbox. I'd have to basically figure out a third-party platform. Let's say I left Xbox tomorrow. I had to find Twitter. I had to try to get people to let my Xbox followers know that I'm on Twitter. Follow me here. I'm now going to be streaming on Twitch. And then I have to start building a, a following from the ground up on Twitch. What this is and what Threads has done is to say, let's say I have 600 users on Threads. They follow me every day. I don't want to be on Threads anymore. I'm going back to Twitter. If Twitter were open, so if Twitter allowed the cross this cross-pollination, when I go to Twitter, I just pull all the people that were following me on Threads into Twitter right immediately. You. Well, that's kind of, it sounds like that's exactly what they did with Instagram and threads. That's uh, exactly, exactly. That's exactly. Right? They, well, kind which of, is, it's a little wait, different wait, because and, it's owned and, by the same company. We're talking about so owned it, by God. different companies. So they basically, I mean, I love that because that's one of the things that is, that keeps you, I mean, that's, that's why you stay with devices. That's why right. you stay with Apple. Once you're with Apple, you're like, I, all my stuff's here. My, my music, everything, like everything's with Apple. How am I, my yeah. apps, whatever things you got on your apps, it's all there. How am I going to port that all over to an Android or whatever it is? And that's why you stay. To be able to change that, that's a game changer. That's what everyone always wanted. Europe doesn't allow that. That is an entire market that they cannot go into now unless Europe changes its laws, which will be interesting. Now, because that is that convenience. I don't know what we're giving up for that convenience, but that is convenience. Well, that, that's and what I people are worried what the about. the Europeans are going to say. Well, that's what everyone's worried about, because here's the thing. It sounds good in principle until you think of, well, if if Facebook is the first proliferator of Federation, you know, does that make them the arc? Like, are they now the arbiter of that Federation? Does it, you know, because they're pulling in third parties to get in, get on board with this, how you know how much does this expand their reach? How pervasive does this make them in terms of the ethos of federation? It's almost like that's what people are worried about. If if they're the if they're the architects of this design, you know, does that make them just fundamentally it's sort of like the declaration of independence? Like, is it just always there? It's like no matter what you do, Facebook is just, yeah, I don't want to be like, I don't want to be in threads anymore. I don't want to be on Instagram. Well, that's great. But Facebook has made it so that you, wherever you go next and bring all your Instagram friends and all your thread friends. Oh, it's like a chain. It's exactly. like exactly. Exactly. It's like, how so that, are they? Um, it's like a virus. Exactly. That, that's exactly the first. My first thought was this on the surface. If you really think about it, it sounds like a virus. It sounds like something that cannot be stopped and will infect everything it touches to the it point like where a... it will just be the body. You will just be ill all the time. With it is no a way, Python. Exactly. exactly. I, I read the. Uh, it's a book, a child's book, for anyone who doesn't have. Yeah. Yeah. You, but anyway, uh, I just thought that was really interesting Facebook, because you yeah. go to Instagram, you go to Threads, you go to another company, you go to another platform, but each time you pour it over, it becomes another link in the chain, and another link that you cannot or you lose everything and back to where you were if you were never part of this federation to begin with. Yeah, it could be a little like blockchain if you want. If you if you want to, like again, we've talked about blockchain technology a little bit. It's it's like there could be, always be a timestamp. It's like no matter what you try, there will be something that identifies that where you originated was threads. And then how can you then monetize that? So let's say it's twenty years later, and you were on a platform that has nothing to do with threads. Has nothing to do with Instagram. You know, it's a platform that didn't exist. It only popped up five years. Let's call it like TikTok. Okay, they they you know bastardized the name of TikTok and it's retro. Yeah, it's retro, right? 
at some point, Zuck is going to be able to go to Trick Talk and be like, I follow this. You know where you got this guy? From Threads 20 years ago. All these followers, all this stuff that you're getting, it's from this guy. Pay me. I, I'm the I'm the architect. I'm the guy that this started from. You got to give me money because I could follow it. And I know that that's where he came from. He's not really yours because everything he's followed along the way, he's picked up. You know, it's like he, he's he's picked up all these different outlets that I've been a part of. And they all pay me. Now you're going to pay me, too. It, it, I mean, you it's know a, what it sounds it's like? No, it's, it's, no, no, no. What that would mean is that the corporations are actually doing what we just proposed and that they own the data. And regardless of how it's used in the future, that they right, will yep. always get a cut of it. They will always get a cut of it. Yep. That could be a possibility. I'm saying it's, it could be a possibility. We're not saying They're that's what he's it. after. But that and that's be, not that what we're be. lying down here in the Fediverse, but it is sort of the fear that people are starting to to talk about with him getting into this space. This was, a, you know, this is an ideology that has been around for some time, but having Facebook be the architect is really worrying people because they don't know where this rabbit hole, how far this rabbit hole will go. Uh, so it's worth talking about it. I just thought it, you know, you didn't mention it, but it's it's definitely something in the back burner with regard to that's interesting. You had the metaverse that didn't do so well. Now there's the Fediverse. And the Fediverse feels a little bit more innocuous and something that is so pervasive that it might actually just go under fly under the radar. Very different. This is very, very well, it's completely different from the metaverse. It's not oh, yeah, completely your yeah. dystopian mind trap. Where people it's, don't it's go more outside. Dystopian. Any- it's more dystopian than if anything. It's not overtly. I don't know. The, the idea that you would spend your entire life plugged into a machine. Like, that's the, the, what they were pushing was a really hard pill for anyone to swallow, regardless, I think, of how tech savvy you are. This is probably potentially more devious in its subtleness, but long term effect. Mm. The idea yeah. that you will be able to ingrain it, it will be able to ingrain itself in the long arc of your life and then you know they can have you in some way like that that would be the fear is that you will continue to port over port over port over but with each one of those what is happening and i think those are the questions that you said are so far yeah, unanswered yeah. Yeah, yeah and that's probably all hidden in the in the code and the t's and c's yeah yeah Anyway, I thought that was a good place to uh well, that's really to good. round it out. Good job. All right, folks. Yeah. We got Where can they find content. Us? We got new content every week. Every week. Almost every week, but virtually every week. Almost every week. So like and subscribe to us on YouTube, Twitter, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't delete us. Don't unsubscribe or we'll unsubscribe you from everything. Okay. Veiled threat. Uh, retraction. <laughs> nah. Isn't that what oh. we do now? That's, isn't that the thing? We just do that, right? I mean, this is what the big shots do. Aren't we big shots, right? You just say, like, listen, once you subscribe, you can't unsubscribe or you'll wipe out all your subscriptions. Yeah, well, I, I like this better where we just, well, how, how about you just stay with us and we'll follow you. If you, if you, wait, let's wait until we can just follow you no matter where you go. And yeah. with that again, <laughs> until next time. Oh.